Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team. You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Since we last spoke, the New York Yankees have won two more series. They took three out of four against the Seattle Mariners and just finished off a series in which they took two out of three from the Kansas City Royals. We're going to recap both series, but there is one player that we have to discuss. Is Tyler Wade getting good at baseball? We'll give you our answer on this brand new episode of the Pinstripe Talk podcast, which begins right now. You are listening to the Pinstripe Talk podcast. For those of you who know me, you know how hard it was for me to say Tyler Wade and good in baseball in the same sentence. But however, regardless, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Pinstripe Talk podcast powered to you by Delahanty Media. I'm your host, Nick Delahanty. We apologize for no recap of the Mariner series. Life gets busy. You guys know the deal, but we are here to recap that series and also take a look at the Yankees' most recent series win which they took two out of three games against the Kansas City Royals. The Yankees have now won nine of their last ten series. They're playing good baseball, but of course, as you all know, the roller coaster continues. COVID continues to impact the Yankees. Injuries continue to impact them, but they still keep finding ways to win games. And we're going to talk about all those different dynamics on this show and more. Remember, follow us on social media at ND on Twitter. Facebook searches up by looking up Pinstripe Talk Podcast. And of course, our brand, the Delahanty Media brand. Go to DelahantyMedia.com for all the latest news and updates regarding our brand. And also, make sure you check out our social media for, you know, everything we got going on. Search Delahanty Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
you name it, we're there available for you. While we're talking about it, another new episode all about America's team. The guys checked in, talked about the Hall of Fame game, gave their insight on the Dallas Cowboys, everything that's going on with them. Make sure you go to our page to check that out. Those guys are really having some fun. They're getting ready for the season. I don't want to break it to them, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to be very good this year. They might uh, rip me once they hear this, but it's okay. You know, I want to fuel the uh, fire for those two. And I'm sure that that comment will definitely get them going. But nonetheless, we're here to talk about some Yankees baseball. And the Yankees, you know, as I watch them and you just sit through these games on a daily basis. And for those of you who know me, you know that I'm religiously tied to this. And I know that Yankees Twitter is the same way. There's a lot of diehard fans that are just like me watching every single inning. If I miss a game, I'm watching it the next day to catch up because I feel like I need to experience it to see what's going on, especially given how much we talk about it on the show. Now, one thing for me is, you know, every time I start to buy in like, okay, this team is going somewhere. They're getting back on track. They're going to figure out a way to keep moving forward, getting healthy, getting stronger as we move along. That simply has not been the case. And the reason is, number one, the COVID virus impact on the Yankees dugout once again, and injuries. Currently, and I hate to go into the present mode when we're going to talk about the past in the majority of the show, but the Yankees have 20 players on the injured list or the COVID list. Their injured squad could beat most major league teams. That's how much talent is in the mix on those teams. And we talked about it on the last show. Yankees lost Domingo Herman due to injury. They lost Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery due to COVID. They, you know, are very depleted in pitching. And we're going to talk more and more about that in this episode. But now the position players are being impacted as well. Gio Urshela has been out. And even though it looked like we were going to see Urshela back at some point this week, he got pushed back because of a setback. During the series, Anthony Rizzo comes down with COVID. And you guys know the backstory on Rizzo. Cancer survivor. Hopefully he's doing well. The Yankees say that he is showing symptoms. But, you know, you have to just hope for the best with him. Now the Yankees are without somebody who is really an energizer in their everyday lineup. And then you look at Glaber Torres. This is something that I don't understand. Glaber slides into the bag. He hurts his thumb. Now, the glove that they wear, I don't know the proper name for it, so I like to call it the oven mitt. The oven mitt was on the hand that I wouldn't think it should be on. It was on his right hand instead of his left. Well, Glaber ends up jamming his thumb. He sprains his thumb. He's out for 10 to 20 days. The Yankees once again are hit with another injury. And you're just sitting there and you're like, can this team take any more? It's unbelievable. Yankees do some shuffling, obviously. They mix and match. They also lose Clay Holmes to the COVID list. I don't believe that there was a positive test for Holmes yet, but he does have symptoms. So the Yankees put him on the list as a precaution. Another guy who's been pretty good ever since the Yankees acquired him. So it just keeps coming and coming. But the resilience of this team and they're starting to play a lot better baseball of late. After this series, they're only six and a half out in the division. It's hard to catch up to Tampa when Tampa's playing just as good as you are and they're only a game and a half out of the wild card. So 
It's in reach. And they're going to have to continue playing at this level if they want to make the playoffs. And hopefully, they can get healthy in the near future. But until then, we're going to have to focus on what we can control. And that's what we already know. Yankees take 3 out of 4 against the Seattle Mariners, which, if you listen back to the last show, I felt it was such a big series for the Yankees. Why? Because Seattle was breathing down their neck in the wildcard standings. Seattle's a team that I feel lost a lot of momentum when Jerry DePoto decided to trade his closer, Kendall Graveman, before the trade deadline. I think that for a young team that really was buying in to being a contender, they really took a step back in that when front office said, you know what, we'd rather make a trade and get rid of an asset and bring something back that could help us in the future. So I think that there are a lot of people around the organization that I don't want to say they quit, but we're frustrated with the approach that the front office took in determining that one. And the Yankees took care of business. They took three out of four. You know, I don't want to say they played great baseball because obviously you're losing guys in your everyday lineup that you truly need. But to win three of four was something that was big. The Yankees did go on to lose game four of the series, a series in which I really thought they had a great chance of sweeping. But nonetheless, they weren't able to get the job done. The offense went stale. The Mariners struck in the 8th inning. And that was really all she wrote in that one. They left 11 guys on base in the final game of the series. 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. Something that has been very tough for this Yankees team to do is complete sweeps. We all know how bad they've been in the final game of series when they've won the previous games. But nonetheless, you know, you'll take the 3 out of 4. But my question to my viewers, and before we get into some notables in this series, obviously, would you rather lose the first game of a series and win the rest, or would you rather win the first part of the series than lose the final game? See, the way the Yankees lost this one, it not that it took momentum away from me, but I just felt like if they would have lost the first game and then won the three, there would have been more momentum going into Kansas City. Nonetheless, you know, I don't know how much it really impacts these guys. But from my standpoint, I don't know which way would be better. You, know, I would really have liked to have seen them sweep, obviously. But I think that I would have been a lot less annoyed if they got blanked in the first game of the series than in the final game of the series. However, at that point, the Yankees won the series. And, you know, you can say what you want. But I, I don't know. It's a weird question. I don't know if there's a right answer, to be honest with you. I guess it might depend on the series that either were before or after. I don't know, but it just was weird to me. I, I kind of feel like I would rather have had this loss in Game 1 and then them bounce back for three wins in the final three of the set. Let's talk about Luis Heal for a minute. Heal, as you know, made a dominant debut against the Orioles. He was back for his second start as a Yankee. Now, He's a guy that he has a lot of confidence, man. You got to watch what he's doing. And he just goes to the mound and he's very aggressive. You see him fired up on the mound. I don't want to compare him to anybody, but the way that he is on the mound kind of reminds me of Marcus Stroman. The way he has that confidence and that swagger. Maybe a little Louis Severino in him. But he goes five innings, does now not allow a run, strikes out eight Mariners in the process. He becomes just the second Yankee all-time with no runs allowed. 
through two major league starts. The only other Yankee to do it was Slow Joe Doyle back in 1906. So you know how rare that was for somebody to accomplish. He also is the first pitcher in the modern era, which is since 1900, with 14 or more strikeouts, fewer than 10 base runners allowed, and no earned runs allowed in his first two career starts. So that is a good sign for the Yankees. They need innings. Luis Hill is showing that he could provide them. He also has the fourth most strikeouts through his first two major league games in Yankees history. He only trails Masahiro Tanaka, Orlando El Duque Hernandez, and Al Leiter on that list. Not bad company to join. So for the Yankees, they need him to continue pitching like this. They're going to give him the ball every fifth day until the rotation starts to you know, get back on track and to get guys back into the mix. He's going to see innings. So it's big that the Yankees are getting him going and hot at this time because they desperately do need it. Now, let's look at Glaber Torres a little bit. He has 12 stolen bases on the season. He picked up that 12th stolen base in the final game of the Mariner series. He only had 12 stolen bases in 309 career games entering 2021. I like seeing the Yankees run in the final game of the Royal Series. David Cole made a really good point where he was talking about the future of the game and saying how the stolen base could be a big, impactful player getting back into it, right? Recent game, home runs, hitting the ball for power, not really worrying about stolen bases. But with the way the game is now, maybe we will see a resurgence of the stolen base. For those of you who missed the series, you missed a good one. Obviously, Ryan Rucco and David Cohn are two of the best in the business. I'm biased, but I think that Cohn is the best color analyst in the game. He just has such great insight, and he's not a guy that is stuck to old school ways. There are certain things that Cohn will come out and say, look, my old school mentality is this, but here's how I see it in regards to the new school. Analytically driven. Very smart. Always looking to learn. I feel like he teaches me something every time he's on the broadcast. And I'm somebody who looks up baseball information 24-7 essentially. So I learned from him. I'm sure I'm not alone. I love that crew together. But not to get off the point. The stolen base could definitely become a factor moving forward. And to see Torres run, you know, I like that a lot. Now let's talk about our good buddy Joey. And that's Joey Gallo, of course. Now, he hasn't been hitting well at all. By no means. You know, it's not the Gallo that the Yankees thought they were going to get. We all know the strikeouts, but they seem to be coming at a greater clip. In Game 1, he had a signature Yankee moment. In the bottom of the 7th inning, hit a 3-run home run to right. Gave the Yankees a lead they would not relish. I felt like that was such a big moment for him. Trying to get him back on track. Afterward, obviously, we've seen what he's done since. It really wasn't that spark that we thought it was going to be. But regardless, I hate to hear fans booing this guy already. I think that, you know, living through it in the past, and you've seen it with guys like Tino Martinez and and guys of that nature, it's not always easy to come into the Bronx and be a superstar right away. Especially, this guy has Yankee background because he grew up a Yankee fan. And he's trying so hard to impress. And all he really needs to do is be himself. Defensively, very good outfielder. 
Very talented on the bases. Got a lot of speed. But offensively, it just has not clicked. Give this guy time. He's going to figure it out. The Yankees are going to make some adjustments. And he's going to be a very big asset in this lineup. But the pressure is on. And you got to realize, like, this guy is somebody who's going to help us not only this year, but next year as well. And if we're talking about focal points in this series, obviously, the one guy that I really want to talk about from the Mariners is Kyle Seeger. For those of you who really know me, you know how much North Carolina Tar Heels mean to me. However, in this instance, I was so happy to see the Yankees getting away from Kyle Seeger, who was just a headache the entire week. You know, he's a great baseball player. I love watching him. He does it the right way. Just hit 10 years of service time, but was a complete and utter menace to the Yankees over the series that they just played. You know, I I would like to root for him, but when he's playing against the Yankees, definitely can't. Let's head to Kansas City. Another series where you got to make the case, listen, Yankees got to win two out of three here. They cannot suffer a series loss here. The Royals are a young team. They're obviously rebuilding. They're 48 and 63 on the year. It's not a team you could lose to. And as we all know, Ryan Rucco always gets the crazy games to call. The Minnesota game with the Aaron Hicks dive at the end of the game was him. And of course, game one was definitely another crazy nail biter. This game goes into 11 innings. Yankees thinking that their bullpen was going to hold it. Blow four leads. Yes, four leads in this one. Can you imagine? Four blown leads. Let's start with the pitching end. Jamison Tyone, a guy who's been really good of late. Six strong innings of work. Allowed an unearned run. We're going to talk about the errors in this series in just a minute. We go to Jonathan Loizaga, a guy who I truly trust. Like, there is probably no Yankee reliever that I trust more at this point than Loizaga. He blows the lead, and that was the first instance we were going to see of it. Just so everybody's aware, the Royals and the Yankees basically will go back and forth here. So, in the seventh, Yankees had a lead, they blew it. Yankees score another run, they blow another lead. That one courtesy of Zach Britton. What do the Yankees do? They score another run in the ninth. What happens? Zach Britton blows the lead. Aroldis Chapman placed on the injured list. They don't have Chappie. We go to the 10th. Yankees score two runs. Insert Clay Holmes, who allows two runs. One was earned, obviously, because the runner on second base. Another blown lead. And then we go to the 11th. Yankees scored three runs. We're going to get into that in just a moment. The Royals only score one. They can't get to Wandy Peralta. He picks up his third save of the year. Ball game over. What a classic. Yankees go on to win 8-6. No scoring through the first six innings. But then the offense starts. Luke Voigt, who's replacing Anthony Rizzo. Singles to left, scoring Gallo. He was not done. Top of the eighth, you get an Aaron Judge single to right. Then, with the game tied up again in the top of the ninth, Luke Voigt hits a home run to right field. Then, we go to extras. Kyle Higashioka sack fly, followed by a Gardner single, gives the Yankees a 5-3 lead. Back tied again. DJ LeMahieu doubles on the first pitch of the 11th, scoring Gallo. And then, you got an infield single from Gardner, scoring LeMahieu. And Wade, it was a really ugly hop, hit the shortstop leg in the face. But, 
nonetheless, that gave the Yankees the lead that they would not relish. Let's talk about Voight. Voight, a guy who is definitely annoyed with the fact that the Yankees acquired Anthony Rizzo, and, and rightly so, obviously, you led the league in home runs last year, but the Yankees were trying to upgrade, find a guy who's going to be out there every day. I think he understands the business, knows that he was close to being traded, but at this point, how lucky are they that they didn't trade him with the recent Rizzo news? Yankees are going to need Luke Voigt in some capacity the rest of the year. Who knows how long he'll play first, but they're going to need him. And this was a big moment. Guys in this type of moment could get overwhelmed and try to do too much knowing the pressure's on. Luke Voigt has to be Luke Voigt. That's as simple as it can be. Yes, the fans fell in love with Rizzo. He's light years better defensively. He's been hitting offensively and really provides a spark from the left-hand side. But there is so much that Luke Voigt can do offensively too, but he has to stay on the field to prove it. The injuries have been a bug for him this year, and who knows? He can win back a job. The Yankees are going to have plenty of at-bats to give out. It's going to be up to Voigt to show his worth, especially getting the opportunity to play every single day. So, again, Yankees go into the first game of the series. They win it. You go into game two and you know your bullpen's depleted and the Yankees are going to Nestor Cortez who's been pretty solid. However, in this one, he wasn't really as sharp. He allowed four earned runs. Steven Ridings came in following Cortez, a guy who's been really good since his call-up. He didn't have it either. He allowed one of his own earned runs, two runs in total. And at that point, the Yankees offense could not do enough to catch back up in this ballgame. Only four runs on five hits. They had as many runs as they had errors. They had four errors in this game. Two from behind the plate with Higashioka. One from Voigt. And then a really ugly one from Ridings. Had all the time in the world to throw to first base. Short hopped to Voigt. The ball got away. Just very ugly. I thought it was Dallin Batances on the mound. But nonetheless, Yankees go on to lose. And then you go into game three. Not only needing a starting pitcher, but not knowing how your bullpen was going to play out. And the Yankees, once again, for the second time in as many days, went to a bullpen game and turned to Lucas Lickey. And you got to give the Yankees credit. The bullpen did the job. Lickey only allowed one run over two innings of work. Albert Abreu struck out four over his two and a third. He allowed a run. Then the bullpen was silent. Rodriguez, for two-thirds, didn't allow any any hits. You had Chad Green for two strong innings. Then Loisica and Britton come on and they figure out their woes from the other night. Yankees go on to win 5-2. to two. Bullpens are going to have their struggles. You know, these guys are human. The Yankees use their bullpen arguably as much as any team in the big leagues. Y- you just have to realize that there's going to be days that these guys aren't going to be perfect. But when you're looking at Green and Loisica... Major League Baseball's list of most games with an inning and a third plus work and no runs allowed. Loisic is second on the list with 17. And Green is tied for fourth on the list with 14. Garrett Whitlock, who we all know was a former Yankee, we're not going to mention him, leads the league with 20. So the Yankees have two of the top five guys in that category. That just shows how good they have been. And let's also take it up a notch. The Yankees are 33-2 and this year when allowing two runs or fewer this season. That's the best mark in the big leagues. So the bullpen has shown they've been able 
to keep a lead and hold it, especially with the question marks surrounding the starting pitching, especially at this point. Now, I have to talk about him. We're going to go to the offensive side of the ball. Tyler Wade. Two hits and three at-bats, two doubles, two stolen bases. Fun fact about Wade, he's the first Yankee with at least two extra base hits and two stolen bases in a game since our good friend Jacoby Ellsbury accomplished the feat on April 4th back in 2014. Now, with Glaber Torres out due to his thumb injury, there's opportunities for Andrew Velasquez and Tyler Wade to get playing time. The opportunity is there. Now, in the month of August, Wade has been red hot. 5 for 7 at the plate. 4 runs scored. Walked twice. Has a pair of stolen bases. Hitting 7-14 on the month. Pretty impressive for the 26-year-old utility man. Now, I give Wade a lot of grief. You know me. You follow me on social media. You see it. I am the first one to give him grief. My family members love him. You know... I just don't think he's useful. I think there's other ways to use the roster spot. However, he is proving over this stretch what kind of baseball player he can be. Do I expect him to hit 714 for his career? No. But he is really showing that with the opportunity, he's making something of it. And on that note, I'm impressed. You know, I can't lie. I wouldn't want to downplay it. He's been bringing an energy that has been really good for this Yankees team. I love when Velasquez went to make a play in the field. He basically jumps up in the air with him. Like, man, if he can't catch this ball, I want to catch it with him. Like, I love that energy. Yes, he made a diving play in left field. Did I think he needed to dive? No, but he went all out. That's the point of it. He wanted to make sure he caught the ball. Did it hurt him letting the runner go to third? You can make your case. Yeah, but he was giving effort. And for me, I'm an old school guy. I love speed. I love when guys hustle. And he's a guy that does show hustle. So, yes, I don't expect him to be as hot as he's been over the last couple of weeks. You know, he's been really good. I'm not going to take that away from him. But if he can just be a steady contributor until Glaber comes back, it helps the Yankees tremendously. You know, we downplay all the guys who are out. Gary Sanchez is out due to COVID. Gio Urshel is out due to injury. Glaber's hurt. They need quality innings from the backups. And the next man up, as Wade said in his press conference on Yes Network, they need it. And Wade has proven it over the last couple of days that he deserves to be in the lineup for the time being. So I hope that Aaron Boone rides him while he's hot, keeps getting him into opportunities that he can thrive. He can make an impact on the bases. He can most certainly make an impact in the field. So if you're looking at a catalyst or a guy to really point out from this Royal Series you got to look no further than Tyler Wade because he's been really good for this team. Hopefully my family doesn't clip this and I'm saying something nice about him, but you know, you got to give the guy credit where credit's due. He's been playing good baseball. He's been very productive in the field in multiple spots. I just hope the bat can continue because you know what? If, if he can contribute, it's going to only help the Yankees moving forward. Now, before we wrap up today's show, it's important to note how good the Yankees have been recently. Won 9 of their last 10 series. They're 21-10 and 10 over their last 31. That's dating back to July 6th. That's the second best record in Major League Baseball. Only trailing, yes, the Tampa Bay Rays. Of course. Who else would you trail but the Tampa Bay Rays? 
However, the Yankees have a big series coming up against the Chicago White Sox. The first game, Thursday night, Field of Dreams. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love the uniforms. I wish they didn't have the Nike symbol on them, but I dig them. They came out nice. Going to look good on that beautiful field in Iowa for that special game. Andrew Heaney gets the ball for the Yankees. Hopefully he's better than his last two outings. He did settle down in the second outing after a really, really rough second inning. But nonetheless, hopefully he's more consistent in this one. And then Lance Lynn, the former Yankee, turned into an ace in Chicago. He'll get the ball for the White Sox. Was supposed to be Carlos Rodon, but he goes to the injured list. Friday's an off day. Saturday, the series continues. The Yankees have that good old to-be-determined against Dylan Cease, and then Sunday will be a 2 o'clock start. This should be a good one. Tyone against Lucas Giolito before the Yankees return home to host the Los Angeles Angels for one game prior to a big series against the Boston Red Sox. The time is now. The Yankees have been doing well. They've been taking care of the, I don't want to say weaker, but the weaker part of the schedule. Now it's going to get a little tougher. You're playing playoff teams gotta take advantage and get this ball continuing to roll. They should have reinforcements on the way. Luis Severino, Clark Schmidt, Corey Kluber, Garrett Cole, Domingo Herman, hopefully soon Anthony Rizzo, Gio Urshela, Glaver Torres. So there is a lot to hope for. But for now, next man up, baby. Make sure you follow us on social media. If you haven't done so already, Hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting platform you choose to listen to our show. All your support is definitely appreciated. And of course, let's go Yankees. My name is Nick Delahanty, and this has been another episode of the Pinstripe Talk Podcast, powered by Delahanty Media. We'll talk to you really soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.